Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. And my guest today is Mike, the author of Moon Elves and Delve Deeper and a few others I see here as well. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Logar. Uh, thanks for having me here. It's good to talk to you. It's good to talk to you. So you've got a few little games out there. We actually reviewed the one Moon Elves recently. Yeah. Or not, actually, not recently. It's been a couple of months since we reviewed that one. Yeah. Yeah. Moon Elves is like almost one year old, the middle of year. Delve Deeper is the one that you're, I think you're working on right now, correct? This is like an alpha, a test out. Yes, yes, yes. I took a look at it and it's very different than Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) The Dungeons and Dragons? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to be like similar <laughs> to Dungeons and Dragons. I think, uh, yeah, Delve Deeper is my. It's like completely underwater fantasy, but also kind of sci-fi, perhaps. Yeah, it's like it's a whole different stick. I, I I'm not dealing right now with nothing like overwater, and so no fire. Then probably no metal. Then you know, uh, a totally different, but it's a mammal <laughs> stuff like, yeah, very different. octopuses and, and, and some have eight and some have some have seven and some have eight tentacles. And, oh, wait, they're hiding a tentacle. Is that correct? How does that work? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm um, so as I was, yeah, so Delve Zipper comes from uh, I. I had a, a very long campaign with a, a friend, mainly one friend, but then some other friends come, came on and it was like a, a pirate adventure. And then it got like some mermaids and merfolk. Mm-hmm. And and then I started, I had one 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 friend playing, his character was a, a, a merfolk, a kraken hunter. And I started developing the, the merfolk society and start reading about marine biology and start thinking a lot about gender you know yeah um and it's kind of like a great motif on 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 delve deeper too like none of the of the the societies down there are uh like patriarchal like ours you know uh, or like reprodu- and reproduce like us and, and stuff like that. So yeah, the the the, the merfolk, the, the fish people, some are like seahorses that the males have the babies, and and then the the crab folk, the the crustaceans, they don't uh, they don't have genders. They only have gender on on reproductive season, and they change and. Uh, the octopus are so so shape shifty and stuff that they like are super gender fluid, but they also have like very. It's not like the crustaceans that don't have gender; they have two genders, male and female. But they and they're very rigid. What is male and female? Females uh, have eight tentacles, and the males hide their penis tentacle always <laughs> so it's just like if a female wants to be a male she hides a tentacle and stuff like that and it's like this you know uh create a, a world building that's 
I don't know, more creative and to, to uh, I don't know. Um, it's definitely a direction I've not seen any kind of game in. It's, it's very unique. I've never seen anything like it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I don't know, it's kind of risky too, you know. Uh, it has this, this, this question of uh, uh, what is biological and not but i also try to make things like in the, in the in the octopus people like they they changed over time they were far more patriarchal before but there was a movement and stuff like that so it's kind of mingles between the stuff like you know is are we patriarchal because we're mammals i don't think so but no. You know, if we were like seahorses and, and males have babies, probably shit would be different. And but it's not all that, and it's like this this risky questions and navigating through through them. You know. Oh yeah, I I appreciate. It. I see it's, it's going on. There. I'll I'll be hundred percent. I read a lot of like philosophy and stuff like that. I'm really into people like I don't know if you're familiar with like George Herbert Mead and Herbert Marcuse and stuff like that who are very social constructionist minded very like like early 1900 early mid 1900 like marxist inspired people who take like things like uh dialectical materialism and the, the and and just the dialectical process from hegel and kind of apply it to the social sphere and show how just everything in our society is essentially impacted by and controlled by uh, the social process. So I appreciate what you're doing here, if that makes sense. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I, yeah, it's like uh, a bunch of readings uh, back when, when I was uh, uh, at Students' Movement. We, I was part of an anarchist collective that was mm-hmm. basically... Uh, really feminist and I, I had some readings that probably should read more and, <laughs> uh, I don't know it's my you know please talk about it uh, I try to, to to have some sensibility readings and maybe in the future more but uh, yeah I, I think like RPGs is a lot about class and race but uh, I don't see too much about gender you know yeah so the class and race are some of the basic things. Gender is just kind of breezed over. Uh, earlier versions of Dungeons and Dragons even had like 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 penalties if you were a woman instead yeah. of a man. It's like what? <laughs> like uh, yeah, Gygax was a, a crappy guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely had a few issues when he was putting that together. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna deny. Yeah, that. it's it's a, a, a it's a hobby very white and and male, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's dominated by yeah. white males. It seems. I think. I hope that I see some of that changing. Um, I think it's changing. I think so. I hope so. Yeah. But you know, this that's something that just in society in general. I think it's not just just limited to our gaming either. <laughs> it's a lot of yeah. domination that happened throughout the colonialism and society there in that exact same. Oh way. yeah, <laughs> and then that's. The whole other stick, like the 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 evil races, uh, oh, yes. and also the, the the procedure of like going to archaeological sites and desecrating bodies and tombs. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of 
Yeah. <laughs> a weird hobby. You know? <laughs> Definitely. So what got you into role playing in the first place? Where did you get your start and how did you get into it? I'm curious. You know, yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. I I actually just began role playing games like when I was twenty something. Yeah, yeah. I I really I started playing Magic the Gathering like really young, like uh, at nine, ten years old. Yeah, and they really liked fantasy. And they liked the 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 art from the cards and stuff like that. And uh, I remember going to libraries and, and looking at D&D books and looking at the, uh, the stuff at the art and saying to my father, yo, buy this shit for me. And, <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, this seems like a, a complicated game. I don't know why, just because of the art. And then kind of I, I invented some weird games at school and play magic, but you know, uh, then this other stuff in life, but only at twenty something when I, I I got I started living with a with a friend, and he was really into RPGs, and he um, and we started playing like, and he, it was homebrew, uh, and yeah, it was like hey, just make stuff up, you know, oh, yeah. don't don't uh forget the rules and stuff like that so i started like uh dming myself with him and then and then i got really into it <laughs> <laughs> it's it it's I, but i, I never played that. dnd you know <laughs> i like played it once and uh and the dm was like bad and I didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> so what were you playing i what were you playing homebrew stuff Home like uh, yeah um this friend of mine has this this, this weird. Uh, it's kind of Terry Pratchetty, but it's like post post apocalyptic the Earth yeah. in the year eight thousand. It has <laughs> exploded and become three different planets and stuff like that. And it's, it's really fun and like uh, cool. very few rules. And I started. I, I I was really into Warcraft too. I started making a a, a Warcraft like campaign. I really like the idea of like like the subversion of the of the evil races and the orcs from from Warcraft and I uh, and I started making up this world and then I started writing like from this world is like I started uh, the elves have this this this, this myth about the, them them coming from the moon and <laughs> moon elves come from that too you know uh, I started watching some some. Soviet sci-fi and mixed stuff up and, and moon elves came from that too. Uh, it's, but it's really recent stuff, you know? Yeah, I, I, the moon elves, definitely I noticed it was very unique. It was, there was a lot of stuff that similar to Delve Deeper. Um, I definitely noticed some very unique elements to it that I'm not familiar with. It, unlike any other role-playing games out there, I'll say that about your work so far. What can you tell me about Zenith Beach and Brave Sails? So, um, Zenith Beach and Brave Sails is a, it's a, co, uh, a collaborative project with uh, Lucas Rolin and, and, and Tor de Vic, Victor Amorim. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we started making it for the the newest Latam Jam. Okay. Uh, of of Latin yeah. American games, no? Uh, and it's based on so the whole stick with the with with Latam Jam is to make uh, supplementary products, adventures, and stuff like that uh, for games for Latam games for Latin American games. And I and we wrote this around uh, Brave Zenith from Juverat uh, Row for Tarask, part of the the Latam breakout of uh, from Soul Muppets. And I worked in, in uh, I'm, I'm the editor of Brave Zenith. It's a really fun game, like, uh, it's, a, it's like this post-apocalypse, it has this, this Brazilian vibe to it, you know? Um, like the, the, the cover is like adventures uh, in a in a typical Brazilian bar and stuff like that. That's cool, uh, I like that, tales. I like this And, and it's cool. really fun. And I like I, I come from a, I come from Niterói, uh, Rio de Janeiro, and it's uh, like this beach town, not so big, not so small. You know, I, I, I grew up in the beach and I like created a lot of characters around uh, around that, you know, the 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 gang of guys playing playing ball and the surfers and their 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 shamans uh, which are like potheads (laughs) (laughs) with prophecies (laughs) uh, that are like oh dude wouldn't it be crazy if that and that's a prophecy you know and that's good yeah and and there's a sambaki like in itarai there's a sambaki too which is a uh a shell mound and, and burial site from very ancient uh, indigenous people. And, and they kind of put it all together with post-apocalyptic stuff. And, you know, it's like, uh, and uh, Lucas Rolin came with a lot of very great ideas for both the procedure of the game, you know, because there's this, this storm coming and there's this clock and the omens and artifacts and he came up with this procedure great stuff and and with uh, uh rules for navigation and uh, and combat between ships because brave zenith is also a book about islands and stuff like that very sea-like and, and Victor Amorim and, and Tordovic has some spectacular arts i had a lot of fun and a lot of stress because it was like <laughs> To to fit into the into the deadline of of Latam Jen, I gotta work a lot, and it was <laughs> like really stressful. But uh, now it's done, and I'm so happy with the result. You know, it looks nice, and the art is fun pretty adventure. Cool. Well, we're we're coming close on time. Could you tell the listeners where they can find your your uh, find your games and find you online and check it out? Yeah, I, I'm on Twitter. I'm Mike Malaiki. Um, Probably English speaker will not write what I, what I am saying like I like treatment, okay? And um, on each IO too, Mike Malik M M A I K M A L A I K on each IO too. My games are there, and now we announced and 
Zenith Beach and Brave Sales is also on So Muppet Star. Um, and they're really great guys. Uh, so supportive. And so so supportive of our Latin American scene too. Just awesome. let them break out. A lot of fun uh, projects there, like really great stuff from, from Let Them Breakout. And they're also making a, a huge sale from for, for all uh, Latin titles. So, so it's, a, it's a good time to, to get into our scene. Well, I'll make sure that we got links to all that in the in the show notes for everybody. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please leave us a positive review wherever you're listening. And those of you that have, thank you. You can find us on Facebook to search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. You can find us on Patreon and support us. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.